What is up, fellow humans and mutants alike? My name is Kyle. I'm with Danny. We are trudging through X-Men once again. Don of X, and we are going into something new this week. Danny, congratulations. Pat yourself on the back. We finished the first arc of Don of X. We went through six issues of six, uh, six books. How do you feel? How do you feel? We've actually been through more than that at this point. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. for the most part, because we rounded out a bunch of issue sevens as well. So sure. we're, we're we're on almost volume eight now. I think actually we're burgeoning on eight yeah, from yeah, this we're point on forward. Some eights for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm. I don't know. I'm very skeptical moving forward because the current state of most of those issues is pretty abysmal. Um, New Mutants is looking good. That one's in top notch. That one's probably the front runner. Um, there's been issues with X-Force, but that's still definitely leaps and bounds above most of the other series, so I'm fine with that. Everything else, not, not feeling, not feeling, and it's making me very concerned. Very, very concerned, concerned. (laughs) and, um, again, again, I'm, I'm seeing the exact, like, I don't know about you, but I'm just seeing history repeated, like, in the making at the moment, and I'm just seeing, oh yes, I'm seeing Secret Wars all over again. I'm seeing and 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 this is the continuation of a problem that we've seen repeated for decades: is the overabundance of X Men issues due to the reaction of their success. So once they start selling again, and X Men becomes hot, they overburden the market with the issues, and it's it's a problem because I'm I'm gonna say right off the bat, we didn't need this. This was not this issue was so pointless. <laughs> Like, this could have been a side note in, like, a, an actual X-Men issue. Like, they could have done a just straight X-Men issue 9, and this could have been, like, half the issue. I have a feeling and that's that what, what giant size X-Men is going to be. It's going to be, like, the footnotes. Here they are. Which like. is just mucking up the field, then, because then there's too many issues. I shouldn't have to buy a footnote. It should be in the actual issue as a footnote. Like, I don't know, it's... I don't read my footnotes on in separate trade paperbacks. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, you know. like a pain to have. <laughs> you ever doing research papers and you go and you look up yeah. the source and it's just all like, yeah, you like, want what the is source? This go to buy the cliff me. notes for my X Men. <laughs> <laughs> Hickman's got you covered. You need some X Men cliff notes. We got it coming out ahead of X here. Uh... It's issue one, edition first. <laughs> Fuck that, man. No. This was so weird, and there was like no real dialogue. See, that's the funny part on this is that actually so you got Hickman that at the helm. I, that's the part I dug about this issue. But go ahead, sorry. To, to well, you got Hickman at the helm, but he's working on it with uh, Russell. Uh, was it uh, Dodderman? Dodderman. Is how you say his last name? Yeah, they both worked on the story together, but Hickman did all the words, and I'm thinking like there were hardly any words. <laughs> there was no words. <laughs> <laughs> there was there was a little bit of dialogue, but I mean. Compared to most issues, there's like no dialogue. No, there's nothing. It was there's going to be. Let's see. All right. So, sure. so from one issue, from I think it was from page. Uh, yeah. So from page five all the way on to page like the page or the second to last page, pretty much. Still going. Still going. 32. Still, here we go. The final page, thirty-two. 32. From five to thirty-two, no one says anything, yeah. <laughs> which is cool. I, I dug it, like, because it, it was this was more of a visual story, but at the same time, I don't know. I don't it's know. very bizarre, though. 
What's it's happened? very bizarre. This could have been like a great like five, uh, like five, maybe like four page like arc leading into an issue of X Men, like a first. Well, they could have just arc. tailored it in one of issues, one of the issues. Like they could have just done a regular X Men issue. This could have been the final part of it, and they could have just done it. I mean, they used panels before as massive, epic, just long, extravagant panels. One page, like, 20 panels on one page. Like, they do that shit. They took one page to show you, like, Kitty Pride doing nothing for, like, 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like, couldn't they take one page to show them doing all this, at least? You would think. You would think, right? But... Exactly. I don't know. I don't know what it is, what it is about this. I feel like they're going for like ethos more over logic here, because I feel like there's a lot of emotion going throughout this whole issue. But they're taking these little innocuous like aspects and they're dragging them into something bigger, and it's not it's not working. It really it isn't, doesn't right because us as the reader aren't even focused on that kind of stuff. Like the main crux of this story is something involving something that happened at St- with Storm, and you and I even were both like, wait, when did this, wait, what? Right? What happened here? Like, how did this happen? Like, And looking at it, I see, okay, yeah, she. this led to that, but this doesn't, I didn't notice that as a reader, and I wouldn't have taken that away. And it's not, it's not as if he was subverting my expectations. I wasn't subverted in a way where I'm like, oh, you brought me down, and you really surprised me. It was more of like, why would I care? Exactly. As a logical reader, I wouldn't, I wouldn't look for something in that realm. No, not at all. But uh, I guess this is where we are. This is where we are. We needed a whole issue to, I guess, move the plot along to let us know this is, to let us know what happened with the children of the vaults, right? I guess we needed this whole issue yeah. for that. And, and starting right off the cover, I have no gripes with the cover, really. I think it's interesting, and mm-hmm. I actually kind of enjoy the design that they went with with Emma. It was kind of a new design for her. I, I did. Never seen a draw actually. with that. I thought that was kind of a cool redesign. Yeah. Yes. Jeans are very classic jean, Jean's which, you know, basic, you know, problems honestly. with it. Yeah. But the funny thing I thought right away is, you notice you don't see their feet, right? I'm like, okay, no, this no, is what Rob, feet, this is what Liefeld needs. Very Liefeld. Life, <laughs> Liefeld needs to start doing covers like this. Like this. <laughs> I like how Emma's face is her feet. <laughs> <laughs> or is that Storm? I think that might be Storm. I, be I don't storm. know. It might be Storm, yeah. It's tough to say. Actually, yeah, it's Storm. Look at the crazy hair. It has to be Storm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Her hair game is unstoppable in these issues. <laughs> they have been. They have been. But yeah, they, they took a page from Liefeld. They're like, we're not going to draw any feet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like Liefeld, though. At least there's oh. some personality in Emma in this. Not so much in Jean, though. I'm not feeling it in Jean. Emma has all the personality, though, in this in this cover. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird, right? I don't know. Is it just me, or is it just Emma's, like, really well done, and then Jean's just kind of, like, it felt like an afterthought. She's bland. Yeah. Yeah, she's bland. Emma's got all the style, all the attitude, all the flair, and then and then Jean's just by the book. But that, I mean, that maybe that's the contrast of their, their attitudes and their emotions, is that um, Emma's always been kind of, you know, stand out compared to Jean. Jean's always been the the, the good girl, so yeah. maybe her being portrayed that way is kind of them highlighting that in a visual sense. What do you think of the uh, choice of costume? They're not going with the uh, classic anymore. Classic anymore, yeah. Yeah, not... I didn't like that. 
I didn't like that because the costume she's rocking is just the green and yellow version of the one that the the young Jean from Bendis's run was wearing. Bendis. And anything that reminds me of that makes me just frustrated. So I'm like, not only are they using a dumb Jean costume, they're they, they're abandoning the classic one and reminding me of Bendis. So I'm already unhappy. <laughs> can, we, can I just sidestep for a moment and say that like I've never been a Superman fan, but like what I saw coming out of the Superman rebirth and all the rebirth I found fascinating and refreshing and it felt new to Superman. I was like, wow, Superman might actually go somewhere. And then Bendis, the Bendis got guy? a hold of it. No, this is before Bendis. Oh, this and is before. And then Bendis got a hold of it. And then <laughs> this happened, and then shit went down. And then you're just like... Yeah, and then, then oh, the DC comic community God. exploded in rage. Oh, man. And, I'm just and that's like, not even, like, divisive. Like, normally when people, when Bendis writes things, it's divisive, and, like, a lot of people will be... A lot be, of people actually or, like it. Yeah. There's yeah, a, yeah or some people, yeah, some people will... Uh, enjoy it which is bizarre to me but whatever right. whereas with the D- with the superman thing is it's universally panned like people are just, no no <laughs> i don't want this it's garbage yeah it's fuck um, you bendis so yeah bendis. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, his responses have kind of been like in tow to that where he's just like yeah fuck you guys too <laughs> i'm gonna shit on your superman <laughs> i'm bendis i don't give a fuck um, <laughs> you should have known <laughs> you, you really should have you really should have Let's be real. Oh, uh, uh, well, let's, uh, let's, let's dive into this. Let's dive into this. We are diving into giant-sized Jean Grey and Emma Frost, and we are finally diving into the first issue of the giant-sized issues, I guess. And this is giant-sized Jean Grey and Emma Frost issue one, assuming they're going to circle back and do more? I don't know. I mean, the issue really had more people in it. I mean, sure, you could say Gene and Emma were the crux, but, like, with the Nightcrawler one, it's, it's an ensemble, so I don't... These are weird. <laughs> these are all weird. These are all the Wolverine weird. one has legs, but that's not a giant size. That's it's just Wolverine, Wolverine, and Wolverine has always had legs as a solo star. Yeah. But these don't, and I don't want an issue two, so the fact that they're saying it's issue <laughs> one kind of scares me. <laughs> I don't know what's gonna happen with these, but um, what are you? What about like uh, art wise? How'd you how'd you uh, feel art wise about these issues? That for the most part, it, it was good. I didn't have too many problems, but there are a few anatomy issues every now and then that I run into where I'm like, that looks kind of funny, yeah. or just like, I mean, they they draw them very much like the characters being done here are very much sexy, like supermodel esque designs. Yes. Like especially like look at look at the hips on Emma on the cover, like look at the oh, hips yeah. on that. Oh, yeah. Super exaggerated. <laughs> I can't even Super see the back of her, and she's got a booty. <laughs> it's insane. I can just tell by the hips. hips. <laughs> like that, that that's gonna cause like some like spinal issue if you hold that too long. You gotta. Yeah, exactly. Or there's <laughs> there's a point coming up where um where they're gonna show Storm on the ground, and there's another moment where I'm just like, my God. <laughs> Okay. This is, those are kind of funny moments. They don't really bother me, but at the same time, they do, they do they do kind of distract away from the story. But then everything else was fine, really good actually. When they went into the more surreal aspects of the the visuals, when they were playing with the mind and the psychic scape of of reality. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, what uh, what do you know about uh, Russell Dutterman? Uh, this is nothing. First Never time. even I, I never heard of him until this. Yeah. 
I'm sure that he's probably been around for a bit, and that yeah. this isn't his first foyer in the comics, but he's new to me. Exactly. Yeah, same here. And uh, Dodderman also did the cover as well, with Matthew, Matthew Wilson doing the uh, the uh, colors, the painting. Oh. Um, and I dig it. I dig it. I dig the art style. It worked. His style was Yeah, very... and Dodderman's working on the story with Hickman, which is... I haven't seen a lot of that lately with of the artist working with mm. the uh, the writer. Yeah, the, right. That's that's more of a classic thing. That's like you know going back to the days of uh, uh, of like uh, Cockrum and uh, um, even further with Kirby and, uh, Kirby and uh, uh, like gosh, a lot of like, yeah, a lot uh, of the more the iconic because like, then they would they're artists, but they're not just there to do the art. They would write the story, too. They would bounce it off exactly. of each other. Like, Stan Lee didn't just do all the story writing. He he did a good chunk of it with Kirby and Toe, kind of pitching ideas and then animating it. Yeah, so the old That's long... why, um... Go ahead. Gosh, what was it? Um, Dicko. Dicko would bump heads so much because yes. he was not just an artist. He was a writer, too. Exactly. So he was like, hey, you know, I kind of want to do this. And Stanley is like, well, let's try this. And Dicko would be like, I created Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, the old Marvel way was like, you're supposed to write a rough outline, right? So Stanley would write a rough outline. Out of that, uh, Kirby would uh, come back with a bunch of uh, storyboards based off of that outline. And then based off of the storyboards, uh, Stanley would then write dialogue uh, for each kind of like panel based off of those storyboards. So it was like a back and forth between like story. It was a vetting art. process yeah. through it. It wasn't process. just like, all right, I've already written the story. You fucking make the pictures. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You bring my fucking heart to life. <laughs> uh, so that's different. But it's sad because this is the first time I've seen that being done in The Dawn of X. And it's done on an issue that felt like it had not much going on like it really was like a i finished reading this entire issue in less than five minutes maybe even less than four minutes (laughs) again no dialogue so you could really get through it easily it's like a storyboard more or less right yeah it's Um, like they never finished and they just said fuck it the virus is starting to ramp up let's just get it out (laughs) let's do it let's do it and you can see that kind of on like some artwork because i'm like looking at this front page and again like Looking at this front, this first uh, page, um, I'm noticing, like, some flatness in a lot of the characters, with the exception of Emma. This guy, uh, uh, Russell, is focusing a lot on Emma, it seems. Russell Dodderman. Like, everyone else... You can tell with certain people, when they, when they are, or when they're drawing for comics, it's kind of one of those things where they have their favorite characters and they put more time and attention into those characters. Yeah. I've seen it happen before and that's probably what's going on right, now. That right now. Is it sure. Emma's just like his go-to girl and he's like, I'm going to put a little more time in you and then I'm going to give Wolverine these weird biceps. <laughs> hey, look at those. Look at those veins. <laughs> these arms are uh, They bang, man. They don't. They don't. <laughs> you guys, you got to put more like... Uh, you can't make the kind of, I guess, the crux, the, the the pivot point of your arm so wide and thick. You gotta you gotta thin it. You gotta narrow that point out a little bit. To yeah, show. they gotta look like they can actually bend and pose in positions. Because this is the issue: is either they're too thick or they're too skinny. But there's no there's no mix of both. Like it needs to be a a, a matter a smattering of both. If you're just <laughs> using one and you're like, look, it's just a giant muscle or it's a twig. 
I'm like, yeah, but arms don't look like that. Arms, yeah. <laughs> they have angles and bends to them. It's, this doesn't look like it would do it. It's weird. It's weird, and it throws me off. And it, I'm sure it doesn't bother a lot of people, but I'm sure it, it bothers I mean, look at Jean's arms. They bend the wrong way. They straight up, <laughs> like, yeah. They don't... Their <laughs> elbows are on the inside. <laughs> Oh, I just oh, but never seen that. again, you go to Emma, none of those problems. None of those problems. Or like, look at Scott's arms are not the too folds. bad. Actually, They're a little Scott weak. is not too bad. Scott is pretty uh, spot Kinda. On. If you look at it, it's still a little weird. His body's like, weird. His face is pretty spot on, though. Like, his, uh, the lighting on his face. Yeah. The lighting on his visor is pretty good. Uh... And I, I like how, like, two pages before with the, like, the intro, the psychic rescue part, they're like, this issue's about Jean, Emma, Storm, Wolverine, and Cyclops. And then we go two pages over, and then boom, they are again nope. just standing there. <laughs> they're not even together in the story right now, but here's a picture of all of them, just so you can know. Like, I think they came up with this, like, image, and they didn't know what to do with it, and they're like, let's you just integrate it, and then make the story kind of just happen. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, like Russell was like, check this out. Hickman's like, all right, we'll do an issue about it. I'll give you a giant size, uh, fuck it, Gene and Emma are in it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not, right? Uh, what is happening, Hickman? Please. I don't know. I don't know. Give us an issue on that. <laughs> what is the day-to-day in the Marvel editorial? He's ready to leave. He's ready to bounce, I think. It seems like it. I'm getting that vibe. For sure. But let's get into it, shall we? Uh, let's start off, like I said, uh, first page, uh, we kind of see this, uh, emergence of the team, right? We got Scott, Emma, Storm, uh, Wolverine, Emma, uh, Jean, all, all kind of coming forward, and we get these, uh, two mutants. Do you know these? At first I thought the girl on the left was, like, pixie or something, right. but then I realized she had, like, kind of, like, a cannonball power, so yeah. I'm like, I don't know. And then the dude looks literally like he's got the wings, wings of pixie, like a... but he's, like, some bug guy, I so, I don't know, just some kids playing around. I assume generic they, I, I thought they would be relevant, but they're just generic plot device kids yeah. that are there to discover Storm after her night of coke binging. Right. <laughs> Something went down. She got crazy. But yeah, these kids are just kind of playing around, right? They're hanging yeah. out, flying around Kokoa. Catch me! Like, catch no, me. you catch me! Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then uh, the kid, the the pixie kid, is like, I see something. Can we stop for a moment, though, and notice yeah. that the paneling they're using in the beginning is outlined by, like, Kukoa flowers and, and Kokoa and, like, bramble? Yeah. I kind of. But then it just goes away from that point forward. Does it? After the yeah, storm, like right when storm. it goes to oh yeah, I see. When they find storm, it stops. Like maybe it's like that's supposed to signify the the loss of innocence or something. <laughs> the fun's over. Right. I guess I don't know. Because like, at the the very last panel where you see it, you see the the petals falling off. It's a lot of work, I guess. They didn't want to. They didn't want to put in all that artwork when they could just draw a line. Yeah, they're like, all right, done. We're out. <laughs> We're out of this, and the, the budget doesn't control it anymore. Right. But seriously, Storm looked like she was. So we cut the Storm on the ground. Yeah, she's on the it's ground. Fine, right? Like the fact that her Cover. nose is just straight up bleeding, it leaves me to believe like a great night of cocaine. Yeah, she did way too much cocaine last night. <laughs> I just like, passed out on the ground. 
There's a little bit of blood in her nose too, or her hand too, but that's probably from touching her nose. Doesn't look like there's any sort of wound, so that's probably just from that. And her hair is just so massive. It's I can never tell how long her hair is. It never finishes in panel. It's always, like, going no, off panel. No, why? Why when you could just, like, draw off panel? Yeah. And then look at that angle, too. Once again, I really can't see much of Storm's butt, but based off of how they draw her, it looks like she has a giant ass. She's accentuating <laughs> those hips like crazy. Like, if you slept like yeah. that, you would wake up with, like, some bad hip issues on one side. There's some fucking, like, like dislocated hip issues. <laughs> This reminds me of that Catwoman cover that everyone hated. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. She's like doing that, like pointing her ass at the front, but then like bending around and facing forward at the same time. <laughs> How can I make two parts of my body face opposite directions? <laughs> Let's break physics and, and just for Physics be damned. But Get your anatomy out of here. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so those kids, uh, they find Stormrunner Coke Binge, and they cut to uh, some sort of room that's uh, labeled in Krakoan. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it looks like a portal. I, I'm assuming it's like a portal room. Or no, no, that's a... Uh, I don't think that's a portal. That's like just some sort of sign. It's a, above is it the, a sign above the, the portal, or is it like on the portal? I couldn't tell. It's above the portal. So like in the first panel, you see how it's like uh, kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, above yeah. it, and it's like an entryway, and it's just yes. some weird backdrop to it they just yes. used this weird pink interesting hot yeah. pink extension to make the words pop more i guess and then they cut to the panel and it's all in krakowin but i lucky for you i went ahead and translated it and it says silence. is it something about my oval team it says um beware be sure to drink your oval team no! <laughs> <laughs> no it actually that? it actually was just like be sure to buy the MCU Blu-ray uh, 10th Anniversary Edition, uh, Marvel.com, you know, Disney, uh, Mouse, and, and a bunch of other random... <laughs> Secret bottle marketing. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, what it says is silence, psychic, psychic rescue in progress. Which makes sense, what we're about to go through. Right? Yep, yep. Um, so yeah, uh, we kind of see what's, I guess, on the other side, or them going through, uh, this room, and it's, uh, the team. We got, uh, we we got Scott, we got Emma, we got Logan, we got Gene, uh, and they're all kind of, uh, Gene, giving, giving her, giving her goodbye kisses to everyone. Right? We get that first one. Well, no, she walks up hand in hand, hand, with, Scott. hand with Scott. Right? They close in on, on Wolverine. And she then, fucking plants one on, on Wolverine and then walks off like a little peck of the cheek to Wolverine and then walks off with Emma. Yeah. And I felt like that was weird. So that's I'm like, I get of, it. Yeah. You're trying to play in the whole polyamorous thing, but it's like, it's getting so ham fisted at the point, it now just seems like a gag. Like, it's almost like a joke now. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit, right? And it wasn't I mean, meant to be that. It was never meant to be, like, kind of a fucking, like, throwaway joke. It was supposed to be, like, look how, like, progressive and, like, advanced and, like, transhumanist the mutants are. Nope. They all fuck each other. Ah! Now it's a joke. Now it's just all, like, look at us. Look at us. We're throwing it in, our, in your face now. 
Yeah, like you were saying in that X-Force issue that's coming up where yes. they're just like, yeah, and, and things are falling apart, and Gene leaves to go fuck Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. But, uh, yeah, in X-Force issue number 10, we'll, we'll see kind of the solidification of this polyamory, more or less. Like, if you had any questions, X-Force issue number 10 puts an L. If you thought that that kiss was just more of a friend kiss, you'll find out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But yeah, uh, she pretty much, uh, you know, gives her gives her two men, you know, some uh, a goodbye kiss and uh, sets off with Emma. Who uh, Scott didn't get one. Poor Scott. Oh, Scott <laughs> he got some, any anything beforehand though? I'm sure he got something beforehand. He's getting like look at look at as as uh, Jean's leaving. He's kind of confiding in uh, in uh, Logan a little bit. So maybe like. Um, maybe there's something there. Oh, so I've been posting on Instagram, and Marvel has been ignoring me. I've been trying to get their attention, and I was just all like, uh, uh-huh. I was just all like, Scott fucks Jean. Scott fucks Emma. Logan fucks Jean. Marvel, don't be cowards. Hashtag, Scott fucks Logan. They're ignoring me. me. I want to see this. You want true polyamory? You want true polyamory? You want that? You want that sex human centipede? (laughs) (laughs) I want to see that. Who's the middleman in that? Who's the middleman in that? Who bangs? Who bangs Jean? And who bangs that person who's banging Jean? So it's Emma and Emma. Emma like goes a little kid omega and like joke and does like a whole like psychic uh dildo psychic cock and like penetrates there you go yeah yeah so there's your like middle <laughs> middle man i would say wolverine would have to be the middle man because he's the only one who has the regenerative factor to yeah. be both power bottom and a power top true he can handle it he can handle it he yeah a good point i don't think scott's b-hole would pop back to place it's as well as wolverine <laughs> Stuff. You're gonna need to give him like uh, some resting time. His, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's too too long, too long. Especially if you, you, know, if you want to wait Scott's a like, I think months. I have a new mutant evolution. Apparently, I could prolapse on command now. No, no, no. oh, take a break, Scott. Take a break. <laughs> Hit the bench. <laughs> Uh, hashtag Logan fuck Scott. Let's see it, Marvel. Don't be cowards. I don't want to see it. All right, so we're not talking <laughs> metaphorically this time. No, not at, all. <laughs> not at all. You wanna, you wanna, you wanna prove your wokeness? Let's see it. Don't be, don't be cowards. Don't be yeah, cowards. and I want to see him brick in his face and him <laughs> yeah. lovingly kiss him with the dribble. Yes. Oh, <laughs> snowball, snowball oh. back. Lean into it. Lean into it, Marvel. <laughs> oh, man. You know, they're never going to oh. do it. They're never going to do it. But looking at Storm's weird cocoon, <laughs> made out of petals, I think, right? Yeah. She's in, like, like a she's cocoon? She's in, like, almost like a floral cocoon, like, uh, like, uh, what's her name was? Uh, fuck. Um, what is her name? Rogue. Rogue. Oh, Rogue. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It is very much like that. It is the Krakoan petals, like, covering <laughs> No, her. she's more like a caterpillar. She's straight up wrapped in this version. Yeah, she does look very caterpillary. Not like she's like, resting, like, the, she's about to burst forth and have, like, the body of, like, a, a, a moth or a, or a butterfly. <laughs> what have you done to me? <laughs> 
You're beautiful. <laughs> I have a thorax. <laughs> Fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but she's, she's, she's nice, sedated, I imagine, and, uh, we get Jean, she's going in position, right, the typical, like, I'm going into a brain position, we've seen, and, like, Days of Future Past, you've probably seen, and various other... She's doing a, she's doing a Charles. She's doing a Charles, she's doing a Charles right now. While she's doing a Charles, uh, we got Emma, you know, taking a few swigs, you know. Of her flask, yeah. flask, you know, I don't, I don't blame her, I should take a, take a... Uh, I like how unattentive she is with hers. She's just like, I'm just gonna put a couple fingers on your chin. Yeah. <laughs> Jean's got the Xavier pose down. Very passive. And then they and then they both dive into her mind, but which like, I'm already confused about because I'm like, they're both Omega level telepaths. Like, well, why do they both need to do let's it? Also go back. Charles did this shit by himself all right. the time. Yeah, that that's a whole. That's that's right. That's a whole other thing. But let's go back to the whole thing where, like you said, like Emma, pa- Emma passively puts like a few fingers on on her face. Let's be real. Do they need to touch her face? Can do they need to move at all to use their powers? Can they just use their powers without touching? Like, yeah, shouldn't they have been able to just do it from like the yeah. other side of the island? Right. <laughs> Like, you know, if Charles, to... like, touches his temple, does, like, he get stronger? Or does his powers amplify when he does Yeah, that? is it, like, electricity? There's, like, a jet direct conduit to their brain? I don't know. It's it's so bizarre. Like, so much poetic license go on, has been going on in these issues. It's it's hard to keep track sometimes. But, I mean, this is, this is a very visual issue, so I think they're just using that to fan that on more. Yeah. Uh, very visual. Um... And, again, like I said, I feel like they're going for the whole, like, empathy, whimsy aspect of this without, like, thinking of too much of the, of the logos of it all. Which, if you, if you do like, uh-huh. deny any logic in this, it actually is pretty, uh, it's kind of like an adorable, like, romp inside Storm's brain, but let's dive into her brain, right? So they're kind of uh, they touch her, right? And they're like they're going they're going to deep dive in. What do you think of this like visual of uh, Jean and Emma? I guess kind of transcending into the brain, and they're going to this tree. Is that like uh, the tree in the like the Wakandan tree, or is that just a random tree? I don't know. I, I'm not sure specifically. I know that it has Storm's old uh, headgear that she used to wear yes, back in, like, the the, the yeah. giant size days. But uh, I'm not sure what the significance of it. I like that transition, like, the spinning whirls of it. Reminds me of my first Salvia trip, that's for sure. <laughs> but, yeah, I dig it. I liked that going into it, and I like the this weird aspect of, of a tree that kind of symbolizes Storm, but I never knew what the symbol of her headdress meant so i don't know the significance behind it being here is it just to be a nod to show you that this is like storm or or is that what they're going for because that's the only thing i can take from kind it of a representation of storm right now she's yeah. just a strong foundation right a lot of this is kind of in metaphors right i feel like i'm playing okami you ever play okami Remember that? Oh, game? it was a beautiful game. It was a beautiful oh, game, right? Yeah, we, you're just all like, this whole you game is a metaphor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, just tell me what's happening. <laughs> like, well, Tommy was just a <laughs> was literally like a Greenpeace metaphor of just like nature. Sure, you gotta yeah, say that, that was all or fuck. Nature. 
for sure. But it was all like very much like hidden in these metaphors, right? And that's what I feel like this is kind of getting at, right? We got this like, and that's what we kind of get with like anything like where we get Gene kind of going into the brain of someone. She goes very metaphorical, it seems, every time. Yeah, these are kind of weird esoteric metaphors as we start yes, to go forward, yes, because are. it it I I just I I I was okay going into it with what they were trying to present, but then it it, it got off the rails real fast when we were going to the part with the lions now. <laughs> the lions, right? All right, so let's get into that, right? So sure, like as they as they as they kind of enter into this realm, right? They see the tree, and we get this. They get this strong force kickback, right? And uh, as this happens, they kind of uh, delve into this cavern, and they're met with these two lines one male line one female line kind of like heads tilted on one another kind of like, like almost a, as if a yin and yang kind yin of pose yin kind of thing going on yes exactly and they're kind of we see them kind of expressing uh, uh, literally like if, if the metaphor can't be any clear unclear there's a formula they need to solve more or less right <laughs> there's, yeah. there's something like, that with with storm that they need to figure out and it's like duh Right? <laughs> yeah, the one's got like question and then it's like plus and then storm plus question. <laughs> right. So cool, yeah. And and now when it says friends backwards underneath in like kind of a cloud shape in front of uh Emma and uh Jean, is that them saying friends or is that the lions saying friends? I feel like it's Jean talking to Emma. Like, are they friends? Or, like, yeah, I think it's them communicating with one another, not with the lions. I guess. <laughs> right? I mean, that makes a little bit that. of sense, right? Like, they're not... They're not why is she asking it backwards? Because that's, that's why it makes me believe that they're not talking to the lions. Because they're talking... She's, she's communicating with Emma, specifically. So the lions don't need to see it. That's why it's backwards to you. Yeah, I guess that would make sense. And and Emma is looking directly at the word. Yes. As Gina's looking at Emma, so yeah, that would make that would add credence to her saying, "Hey, are they friends?" Or no, proclaiming. It almost as if she's proclaiming they're friends. And it's kind of like we see like this whatever this kind of connection, this empathy, this emotional connection or whatever it is between this lion and lioness and we see Emma kind of conjure that between Emma and... I mean, it's between Jean and Storm. Jean and Storm. She was like, see, like, Storm and I are friends. But then I love Emma's approach of just like, (laughs) well, Storm and I have a more tenuous relationship. Like, sorry. And then... (laughs) <laughs> the other line is not the female line is not digging it. She's like, "What's what's up? Why why you like this?" She what's turns into a fucking chimera, and then yeah, like she turns or a manticore, kind of right, like I would with say a snake like a tail. Manticore, yeah. Well, no, because it's it's I, I, it would be a manticore if it stayed in like the fusion, I guess serpent lion stage. But I feel like it's going from lion to serpent form. To snake? So, so, so that, that whole amalgamation is is I, like a transition. It's a transition, not necessarily. A okay. okay, that's not like multiple parts to it in one moment. That's, that's okay. how I interpret it. I don't know. What do you, that's, that's, that's feasible. No, I can see what you're saying, but it almost looks like almost Oh, gosh, what is it? Like a Cronenberg-esque nightmare very creature? Cronenberg, very know. Cronenberg-like. Uh, yeah. Yes. Um, and slams the shit out of Emma. Slams her right to the ground. And Gina's, and Gina's like, oh shit, what's going on? And next thing you know, whap, tail to her face. To the face. So we get this kind of fight between uh, 
between them, right? And uh, Emma almost gets eaten by one of them, and she... she uh, before she gets eaten, it seems like Jean kind of takes control of the serpent and tears it, and, like, rips it apart. What, what, well, no, not before... Really apart, but, like, kind of dissects it, or just, uh, uh... Yeah, dissects it and kind of recreates it, almost reconstituted into this butterfly elephant. But I'm confused, because before that, when the snake is holding Emma, Emma turns into her diamond form and breaks the teeth of the snake before it yes. tries to bite her. But I don't understand how that works, so... Her diamond powers work inside her mind, but yeah, I thought when she no uses sense. her diamond powers, she can't use her psychic powers, so right. I'm... It makes no sense. Maybe it's like a... It, may, it could be like a, a reaction, right? Maybe like just like in the real world, like she reacts by turning in her diamond form, and this is just a psychic reaction. She's not really in her diamond form. I guess, yeah, because Charles could turn himself into anything in his mind anyway, yeah. so yeah. This is kind of so it still seems like kind of like, if that's what you could do... If you could do anything in your mind and you just replicate your diamond power, like, that's pretty Somehow, lame. I don't think the artist or the author thought of that, though. I feel like I might have yeah. missed, maybe forgotten about that. Or... Head of X, Hickman, you gotta be on this shit. Head of X, come <laughs> on, buddy. We believe in you. We believe but in yeah, you. But yeah, Gino's like, enough of this like weird inner demon turmoil, I'm gonna turn you into a butterfly elephant. Butterfly elephant. <laughs> and they kind of ride it off into the... Off towards the, the tree. Towards the tree, right? Pretty much. And uh, they kind of... It's kind of a short ride, it seems, honestly. They get off and they uh, they kind of look at the base. The tree attacks them again. They're getting attacked again. attacks the shit out of them. And uh, we kind of see... There's a giant like, lightning monster, yeah. which is Storm. <laughs> it's essentially like the Storm kind of erodes from the tree. And uh, we see like the face of Storm from the top, right? Yeah. And, the and they have to climb up it, going this weird, like, spiral staircase surrounded by weird stairs, eyes. Which is, like, an entranceway that's, like, a weird, like, eye staircase. How would you just describe that kind of portal entrance thing? It's just a weird spiral staircase that enter- enters into, like, a broken door or something. I don't know. It's the... It's so messy in the next few pages, it's hard to defer or infer much. It's a weird one. It's a weird one. I assume it's just like this weird, like, invisible thing. They go through whatever, and they kind of climb these stairs, right? And we see... But then it looks like it starts to crumble at the top, like, as if, like, the the psychic world they're in is breaking down, and it requires them to, like, combine their psychic might to turn it around, and then get out of it. And then when they leave it, they find this other area where Storm is still floating in the sky in her weird face form. But there's, like, a lot of cocoa and flowers floating around, too, kind of almost symbolizing that cocoon. And there's this weird, kind of looks like the golden egg looks that like gold uh, the mutants are born out of. Like, gold balls' egg. Looks like a gold ball, yeah. Yeah. But there's this weird kind of techno-organic-looking virus around it, too, and, like, infecting the area and infecting the egg. Yeah, that's interesting. So Jean goes, I'm going to pop this shit. Yeah, <laughs> she, she pops <laughs> Pops it good. She pops but the then, shit out of it. But then uh, Emma tries to communicate to her, like, what is this stuff? Is it metal? Like, it says metal in her weird psychic words. Is that what Quasi. That is? Oh, no, wait. Yeah, what, is, what, is, what does it say back? I can't read that. It's backwards. It looks Mac like it says... Machine. 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 Okay, machine, oh, yeah. Machine. All right. Okay. Yeah, but see, why does Jean speak backwards? Like 
and Emma speaks uh, forward. That's so bizarre. Like, there's no rhyme or reason to that. Okay, that, that but yeah, so it pops, and and there's one golden technological-looking flower left over. Flower, yeah, interesting. And we get Light Jean and Emma kind of looking at each other. Probably one of the better drawn uh, panels is th- this one right here. Them two looking at each other. What just noticed though? Emma's gloves. Did you notice those? Oh, I was gonna mention it in the in the uh, when we were talking about the cover, and I was just like, I. What do you think of him? What do you think of him? What kind of fucking weird homage to to OJ like, Simpson is, is this? Simpson <laughs> Simpson not fit. Like they that. don't even cover her whole hand. Yeah. They don't even cover half her hand. <laughs> it's just it's like the opposite of finger glo- fingerless gloves <laughs> it's just finger gloves man uh no she's all about that fashion so it it, it works for her character but yeah she they highlight her weird gloves and she reaches down and grabs the flower and goes to pull it out but it pulls out all this weird te- techno veins that Jean tries to help her pull out as well pull it and it's huge right yeah, and then it opens up to this weird maw of like energy and spikes and like goo, like weird yellow translucent Fluid. viscous goo, and Storm rolls Storm out of it and is literally like, well, she's just like, what the fuck's happening? <laughs> and, I like and, then, and then it turns out Storm was really the T1000. Um, go back like a page though. Look at that smile on Jean's face when they pull her out. That, that was that was a weird. I don't know why that threw me off. Like, she's so giddy, like a little schoolgirl. <laughs> but Emma's like, eh. Yeah, she's like whatever. It's <laughs> like bitter. She's like whatever. Uh, that's funny. But yeah, what is, is, is she supposed to be like an LMG? I don't know because Jean touches her face and then like her face melts off and it reveals this robot machine. underneath with like a timer on it. Yeah. And then this big electrical storm flies out of it, and it says, save me, save me, in electricity. And then she passes out and falls down. And Jean goes to, like, cradle her. Gives and her Emma her. just pads her on the back. <laughs> well, Wolverine and Scott just hang out outside. Right? Sniffing the pedals. Yes. Hey, Wolverine! Just the sniffing He's that crackle pedal. Just, thing. like, sniffing that pedal. Just, like, so, uh... She loves me. She loves me not. She loves me. Oh. She loves Scott. She loves me not. <laughs> their conversations are like hashtag Scott fucks Logan <laughs> we'll see you Marvel uh-huh. let's see it um, but yeah um, they're hanging out right they're just not talking to each other they're also very awkward because they're confused about this relationship they're in as well and they're just kind of they made eye contact during that devil's three way and, and yeah. they've never been able to get yeah away. it's been weird <laughs> They accidentally pendulumed each other's ball. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it cuts to the kind of the portal, and again, those words just say silence. And uh, we get like Scott looking at Logan, and uh, Logan being very size appropriate. Look at how tiny he is. Yep. Is that trade at the right height for a change? Yeah, I dig it. And they kind of come out, and out of all of that, right, we have this beautiful, like, whimsical story of Emma and Jean going deep into the mind of Storm, hanging out with some lions, figuring some stuff out, fighting some serpents, and out of all that, what did they get? They got the conclusion that the children of the vault gave Storm a machine virus that's going to kill her in the next 30 days. How did they get that out of their their adventure? 
I want to know. If we all talk, and then that's it. End. End of issue. That's all it fucking was. And I was sitting here going, like, when did this happen? And then I went back and read the Children of Vault issue, and their defenses, their automated defenses that are like drones, mm-hmm. blasted Emma, or not blasted Emma, blasted Storm uh, with an energy blast, and she fell down. Mm-hmm. And they asked her, are you okay? And she's like, I'm fine. And then that was it. That was okay. never mentioned again. And apparently she wasn't, and this is the follow-up to that. So, yeah, I feel like we had Hickman working. This is, this is the first thing he wrote, this page, and he worked backwards from this. But I mean, it's like, okay, so normally when Hickman does his weird little nods that are going to come up later, usually there's enough to nod to it. There was no nod. There was no even, like, Emma felt, or Storm felt funny. Like, she didn't even make a comment about it. You didn't, couldn't tell anything unique happened off of that thing just shooting her. Like, it just blasted her with energy. She fell, got up, dusted herself off, and says, I'm fine. And that was it. And then now you cut to this issue, and those kids found her in her weird coke binge form. And and apparently after they deep dive into her mind, this, they were able to find this out. There's nothing in that entire visual that we watched no. that allowed her to nothing. infer that with what was going on. I mean, I get it. She's a robot in her mind, or she's infected with some sort of robotic virus that has a timer on it. But what points to Orcus? Like, what visual is the really? cue here that lets us know this is tied to the children of the vault? Nothing. There's Nothing. Nothing. I'm going back and forth all over it. If anything, I would be like, oh, it's the technoarchy, or like, it's a techno-organic virus. Right? It's, 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 it's them. Like, it's the, about the future, right? It's not the children of the vault. It's it's other people. Like, it's the people in space and stuff. Like, it's maybe them. But, nope. Yeah, She's like, it's the children of the vault, did it? Um, weird, um, weird conclusion, uh, unless, like, these weird metaphorical psychic, uh, lions come back in the future to, like, kind of lead us towards a outcome of a big story arc, um, yeah, I don't see the point, right? Yeah, I didn't get it either. I just don't, I thought maybe, like, it's a nod to her time in Wakanda with, like, Black Panther and, like, how, like, a lot of the, in the Marvel mythos, the African gods are, like, personified in animals. They're usually like animal spirits that kind of prelude to it, but I don't remember that ever being referenced with Storm and Lions. No, like, not at all. I don't know. But, um, yeah, um, interesting issue, right? And um, ultimately, <sighs> that was it. This last page is all you more or less needed to know. Maybe the first yeah, page. Yeah, well, last page is the only real dialogue in the end. The first page <laughs> of them... the dialogue the, the kids said. The first page of them going in and them coming out may be the only pages you might have need to know. Yeah, and this was a was. whole issue. Was this was an entire fucking issue was this nonsense. It was pretty and um, yeah, sexually charged. It makes sense. Very, yeah, very, very much like a, a very risque designs left and right or very, very model-esque designs. But, and some of the visuals are really cool, and just, like, the aspects of what they designed, like, the melting skin on her yeah. face that reveals the metal face was cool. Now, I enjoy the weird elephant butterfly. I think I that's cool, that. but it made no sense. It made no sense. Like, why the fuck was she making an elephant butterfly? <laughs> what? She's like, you know, it's a very, you know, it's a very, uh, you know, ornithopter-based creature. Let's, let's, a, an elephant. <laughs> yeah, of 
why I'll never know. I don't know. They probably wanted it to be an elephant. And be like, well, it's storms in her psyche. It has to be an elephant, an African element. And we're like, well, we need to get them there faster. It needs to fly. And put wings on it. I don't know why she just go with a bird. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, uh, the lion, yeah. like, it seems like you're right. When the lion transformed into the snake, it I left its lion form and just full snake. So there aren't really much... That it just doesn't. This is so so radical and so just. It almost feels like an LSD trip, less than an actual coherent comic issue. Yeah, and maybe that was the point. They just wanted to go crazy art wise. And like yeah. maybe they had too much art stills left over from other things they're working on, and they mm-hmm. didn't find use for it. So they kind of just jamboreed it into this issue. Well, Hickman used it as a platform to show that um, Wolverine and Scott are Eiffel Towering Gene. I don't know. I don't don't get any of this. Uh, Any, uh, what's your favorite part of this issue? Anything you, uh... Um, I don't know. I mean, there was a lot that stood out in, in, in very unique ways visually, but none of it made me, like, excited and they were really cool visuals. All the visuals I met were really cool. They're really exciting. Really well done illustrations. Like a lot of quality, effort, time, and detail going on, and just these little notes and. Yeah. It's, um. Visually, it's great. It's beautiful. But, like, ultimately, like, what was the point? You gotta think of yourself from the consumer, right? You're going to spend. Five ninety nine, five ninety five, depending on the issue, um, on on a Jean Grey and Emma issue that ultimately all you get from that issue is uh, s- s- storm sick from the Children of the Vault. That's it. That's well, the takeaway. From the Wolverine issue one from your six dived into dived into Wolverine mythos, like history, past yeah. stuff. It tied in Omega Red. It even had this little subplot with vampires, which was really awesome. Jeez, and I dug all that. I really did. Yeah. But this had less to do with Emma and Jean than some of the other actual X-Men issues. And some of the other... Like, Marauder spends a lot of time diving into Emma's past. That X-Force does. spends a lot of time diving into Jean's that past. Does. And the other X-Men issues dive into that, too. So them trying to focus it on Jean and Emma didn't really fit. It didn't make sense, because I didn't learn anything about Gene and Emma in this. I just learned that it took them both together to do the job that one man could do. <laughs> just saying. You're not wrong. Not wrong. I'm not wrong. You're not I'm not wrong. wrong. <laughs> Charles did this shit all the time, and sometimes he did it from across the universe. <laughs> they had to touch her and both touch her at the same time. And they even ripped off one of his poses. And I just didn't get it. I didn't get it. I didn't even know. Oh, that is hilarious. Um, I mentioned this earlier, but this has a lot of parallels to when Gene and Emma went into Xavier's head to bring him out. During that one time. During uh, the whole Cassandra Nova thing. Well, there was a time in even the, like, uh... Oh, gosh. It was when Charles had just come back, and they were doing the Divided We Stand stuff, where they were relocating to San Francisco and all that, and, like, uh, Scott was 
anti-Charles. He's like, you lied to us, you lied about my brother, you manipulated all of us, I'm done with you. And he used Emma to turn against him, and he trapped him inside his own mind, and Emma fucked him up. Emma was able to get the advantage on Charles because he caught she caught him off guard and had been working at it. So it's Emma's a really powerful psychic. They're all omega level psychics. They can do crazy yeah. powerful psychic things. Yeah, but the problem is is that when you have two of them working together, it kind of makes less sense. I don't know. If it's like a universal threat, that would make sense. But it, just trying to deep dive into the mind of Storm to figure out this nonsense, it almost felt like uh, they're, they're not utilizing their resources well. <laughs> I don't know. Like, again... Compart- compartmentalization. $5. five <laughs> think about $5. So did you spend $5 on this? No. Not at all. I'd be pissed. That's I'd be utterly pissed. I'd be furious. I'd be like, what the fuck? I could have just read this in a wiki page and be done with it. Yeah. Um, that's the thing, and that's what you don't want, Marvel. You don't want this, because that's, again, that's what we got from this issue. The All we got was that Storm has some sort of virus. If you could literally say it to me in less than five seconds, you don't need to make a comic about it, do you? If you yeah. put it in a wiki, you don't need to make a comic about it. Like we, we, like you were saying earlier, diversification of these X-Men comics are not a good thing because you're also diversifying your consumer's dollar and where it goes. Now you're saying... Well, you're diversifying the story. Like, the story gets too wide and just out of scope and there's no connect- interconnectivity. There's no yeah. line that threads them all to the point where you can follow the story in a greater story. And I, I mean, yeah. this this issue is my best example of why piracy is, is relevant. Like, <laughs> I would tell people, pirate this. Don't, don't pay for it. Pirate it. Like, you would be a fool. Speak with your money and don't give them your money. <laughs> Speak with your wallet and just yeah. don't waste it. Even with the good artwork, it's still it's it's forgettable enough or it's 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 one note enough where I wouldn't be like, Oh man, but I got this great artwork out of it. Nope, don't care. The great artwork still helps me just as much on my computer screen. I don't need to hold it. Uh, the story isn't yeah. iconic. Yeah. The writing isn't even really there. Hickman works on the words, but there ain't really much fucking words in this. I so. feel like, yeah, that's the problem with not speaking is, like, uh, I feel like you were trying to tell us something, and I did not connect to what you were trying to tell me in this at all. So maybe uh, throw some words in there? Yeah, just or little nods and, like, visual flashbacks. Like, when Gene was talking about the stuff that happened to Storm should have been preceded by a panel of what happened to Storm originally when she got attacked. Normally they do that, where they'll do little side throwaways where they nod back to what happened to kind of remind you as the reader. Or what happened to the days where they said, oh, this happened in issue, and here's the number, page this. Then do that. Where is that? Where is, is Marvel editorial against that, or is Hickman against that? Where's the disconnect here? Because I feel like these are getting muddier and muddier. That's a great question. That... That would really help and understand. Remember, I asked you. I said, "Did we miss anything? Like, am I? Was there an issue? We? I know that the release order is staggered, fucked to hell and back. But yeah. did we actually miss something? And no, we read it. No. We we read it, and we just it was innocuous. It was one hundred percent innocuous. There was subtle. no fucking nod. There's there wasn't no even a glimmer. Like, life. if if there would have been like a little spark of energy that came out of her, or if she said, "Oh, I feel weird," or anything, then it would have led to this. But no. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, what do you think of this 
being called giant-sized. Do you think that takes away from the original at all? I think it, it is just a, they're resting on the laurels of their success in the past. They're not bringing anything. Nothing felt giant-sized about this. This issue was quick. I read it in less than five minutes. I read it without any any giant-sized reactions or, or takeaways that I felt felt in in the first issue of Giant Size X Men. I mean, you got huge reveals. You got that Giant sized era X Men lineup standing there on the page, shoulder to shoulder, Wolverine amongst the mix, Colossus, Storm, all there, looking badass in their most iconic uniforms. Yeah. And here we get like a weird nod between the bizarre relationship that's going on between Gene Scott and Wolverine, and and you get a flower cocoon of Storm, and then some weird butterfly. Elephant? What's going on? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't want an issue two of this. If there's a fucking issue two of this, I'm going to be pissed. Because this is not a story that I care about. It would, I imagine it would all be, if they do an issue two, it would all be just like these weird psychic-like interrogations. I hope I hope they never do like a Gene and Emma do like a you know a basic like i'm gonna go find an x-men on the streets and type of story i don't know i don't know i i those are redundancies like the only difference is that gene's got telekinesis and emma could turn into a diamond person (laughs) so why put them in the same issue where they overlap like put teammates like these people need to be on separate teams and this is where x-force and marauders it already is set up they already have the foundation why are they hurting themselves with the mythos that they put together what is hickman doing in his world that he's spent all this time building now to not utilize it's like you have the tools you have the narrative just keep doing it don't don't Back away from it, double down, and instead he's like, "That's issue one, Gene and Emma. You guys like Gene and Emma, right? All right. Well, here's an issue that has really no backstory about them. No new information is discovered, and nothing is going to be answered. <laughs> so, enjoy. Again, like <laughs> it's five we, we, we get these. Fuck off. <laughs> it's five dollars. Fuck off. <laughs> uh, we get these uh, these empathetic moments between these two characters, and I, I feel like it's perhaps. Hickman's own perversion towards these characters, maybe, and he's playing out his own perversion. That's that might be the case because again, we're not seeing any plot uh, progression whatsoever. We're just seeing, uh, I guess you could say, character development and and quotes between Emma and Jean, right? As they but there was it. There was no character. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Neither of them had like a a problem to overcome amongst themselves that they both discussed and then acknowledged and then moved on from. That there was no legitimate character development that you could we, point. We seen like a struggle about how they should have solved Storm's issue, and there was like a divide between them, and there was like some type of like struggle before they kind of resolved it. Maybe, 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 but we didn't even <sighs> see that. That's, but that's all like light inference and reference, if if anything, and that's light. That's almost interpretive to but the that's point at where least giving you, you can't a, even put weight behind. As subtle as that is, at least it's giving you a fucking character development for its. Yeah, at least there's purpose. something. Yeah, yeah. So this I don't is know. this was nothing. I almost was like, wait, I thought I was being punked. Like at the end when it was over, I, I was like, what? I don't know. I, I get like I, I I feel like this is just Hickman going like. Someone make me a book where, like, all the psychics touch each other in a very sexual way. We got we got a lot of that in this, that's for that. sure. They definitely fed that 
I want sensuality. I want sensuality for throughout this. I, don't I want subtle hints. Uh, is this Hickman doing this is, his, this is him trying to create Yaoi. This is Yaoi, right? This is his version. This is him. No, there, there's <laughs> not enough. Uh, <laughs> it's the other one, because isn't that the one with the dude? Oh, sorry, Yuri. Yuri. Yuri, yeah, that's, yeah. that's more Yuri. Well, I don't know. Like I said, they're, they're referencing that there might be a connection with Scott Wolverine. So. <laughs> Let's see it. Let's see it. I this is definitely it. fanfic territory. This is 100% fan, like, fanfic territory. Man, this is really weird. This is like something a fan would like a fanfic you'd read online. You're like, Lord Scott and Jean and Wolverine are fucking, and then Emma and Jean go into this psychic scape, and it gets all hot, and, and then Storm's there. She's a robot. <laughs> 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 like this is like a messy fanfic. Oh, where, makes no sense. It was like there was a. The, I stumbled across this Harry Potter fanfic once where they tied it all to, um, like, September 11th, and it was so bizarre. <laughs> Why? Why? Like, it's just, like, messy and out of left field. Like, you people are weird. Like, you just... There's enough mythos and story to write around it. Like, don't bring weird shit don't into it. Don't bring 9-11 into this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so uh, funny, yeah. Oh, um, man. Oh, man. That is insane, <laughs> I just like how they preferenced it, too. They're like, did you ever think that your Harry Potter novels lacked terrorism? <laughs> And I was like, okay, I'll read this. What are you about? And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> this was bad. <laughs> oh, they took uh, it with it, too. They were like, Harry wasn't killed by Voldemort. He was killed by muggles with a vendetta. <laughs> uh, why? But also so send me a stupid. link. Oh, uh, I gotta find it. It was a long time ago. Uh, this was, like, back in the 2000s. Oh, man. Uh, I don't even think I'll find it anymore. Yeah. Type Harry Potter, not 11. See what comes up, man. Now. Google will hold you in. I'll find it. <laughs> there's, there's so much out there. But, um, any final thoughts on giant-sized Jean Grey? No, wait. Giant-sized, uh, yeah, Jean Grey and Emma Frost issue number one. I wish I didn't even have first thoughts on it. That's my final thoughts. It's uh it's it's an afterthought that should have been a uh panel and a first page of an X Men comic. That's my thought. Like if if the X Men issues were DVDs, this would be like a DVD deleted scene extra. Yeah. Not actual movie. Yeah. yeah. Or not actual This feels like something that would have been cut, show. right? This feels like something yeah. that would have been cut. It's like, you know what? Just cut the whole, like, psychic scene, psychic, uh, you know, dream sequence. We don't really need that in the movie or whatever. You know, just cut it. Yeah, this feels like that. It should have been cut. Yeah. yeah we're not going to fit any of this in here because it doesn't make any sense anyways with the rest of the story. But fuck it, you know, butterfly elephants. <laughs> butterfly fucking elephants yeah um so interesting start to this um again um not necessary i think you might be labeling or laboring the term interesting Sorry, uh, <laughs> i would use perplexing, perplexing? <laughs> curious curious i guess i am yeah there's definitely there's some yeah, curiosity to it but i mean i'm not curious, curious the sense of, the, like, that i want to know more i'm curious the sense is how did this come to be yeah like, why did this happen? Um, but um, let us know what you think of this uh, giant-sized X-Men. We're getting into giant-sized X-Men now. So um, is this something you like? Uh, is this something you hate? Uh, we seem to think it's pointless. Uh, pretty. It's pretty. 
I'll give it that. Yeah. But, uh, nice. but uh, ultimately, unnecessary, folks. Um, that's our thoughts. That's my thoughts. That's your thoughts. Um, let us know what your thoughts are. That'll do it for us this week. Um, next time, we are diving into what's after the giant-sized Jean Grey. Are we going back into uh, Marauders? After this? I think uh, after Giant Size, that's uh, New Mutants, actually. Eight. Oh, New Mutants 8. Look at that. Which is crazy, because, yeah, before this was Wolverine 1, and before that was New Mutants 7, so now we're right. on New Mutants 8 in the release oh, order, which is preceded by X-Force God. 8, which is preceded by X-Men 7! Well, well, God <laughs> bless you and your, 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 your logic. Ah. Oh, makes no sense. But that'll do it for us this week's. Uh, this week's, this week, folks. Um, let us know what you think of this. Let us know if you think, if, if, if you want us to continue on Giant Size, because it's a pretty uh, plateau of a start, if you ask me. Um, yeah, like it, it, it was a, there was no pulse to this. It no just baseline the whole way through. Yeah. Um, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll definitely go to uh, at least the Nightcrawler and go from there. But that will do it for us this week. Uh, remember, Danny, 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 Danny. Remember, yeah. remember, the robots are going to kill you. So, um, go live your life and be sure to pay your taxes. I don't know. I didn't have any. I've been taxes. telling you for ten issues, the robots aren't going to kill me, it's the techno-organic virus, True. and that shit is spiking like oh, nobody's that business. Shit <laughs> that shit's going crazy, folks. It's going to kill so you. So go put on a mask, and go outside, and go live your life. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Good luck. 40% decrease. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh.